is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're live. Bourbon Street. Ah, this is going to be a good one. Thank you very much. Uh, it is going to be a good one. Jay Foreman will join us by phone. The Husker Hall of Famer will call us at 5 o'clock and give us his picks for the weekend. Again, we don't suggest that you follow them and make wagers and set. Uh, well, we're not saying that. Just saying for your entertainment uh, purposes, your Simply for the value of, of his opinion, Jay Foreman will give you his picks on the games of the week. There's quite a few games of interest uh, in the Big Ten Conference, uh, in, co- in the NCAA, and in the NFL as well. A couple of games to talk about. Of course, Jake Sorensen joins us and will carry us through the two hours. 402-464-5685. Start a Hema text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to join the conversation, hit us, hit us with a what's up. And we'll make you a part of the conversation. We greatly appreciate it. Again, it's Happy Friday. Uh, we hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, we are going to raffle off a pair of tickets to see the Huskers and Badgers tomorrow. So all you can do is come down to Bourbon Street, buy single barrel, come on through, put your name in the box, and we'll by by end of show today we will give away this pair of tickets. We also I know you folks love ticket T-shirts. We've got about eight of them that we're going to give away today. We're going to give those T-shirts out today as well for folks who come in and put their name in the box. You can follow on the Sarder Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live. See what's going on down here at Bourbon Street. And let me tell you, it's locked and loaded. There's lots going on here. Of course, by Single Barrel, located at 801 R Street in the heart of the Haymarket, specializes in made-to-order family-style seafood boils and the other delicious seafood options. Great for a unique date night or a big group of friends, families of all ages. Everybody's welcome. Come on through. Several different types of boils for you to consider. Uh, and if seafood is not in your jam, they have other items that, uh, that you can pick from. Uh, Jake Sorensen, what, what, what's on this menu in front of you? Uh, a lot of stuff. How about gumbo? You ever had gumbo? DP? I'm, I'm, I'm a, sure huge, you're a, gumbo I'm a guy. huge gumbo fan. Their gumbo here, the appetizer has. It's really good. I actually had it yeah. uh, when we opened this place. Yeah. And I had some, took some home. It was my Friday night meal, and uh, I was a happy fat boy. Yeah, their gumbo has smoked brisket and house-made andouille sausage. That is delicious. I'm all in. Um, Lots of options there in terms of things for they have chicken strips for you if you if you have a you know a young palate chicken yep. strips are good cheeseburger, but like you said they've got surf and turf today the special so, eight so out. we have no sound on YouTube that's what uh, folks are telling us okay so we'll we'll have Jake Swanson. we need Nate to get in there and have his uh, well Nate that's what Nate Brennan's job is that's he, that's why he he's paid the big bucks. Well, we'll do this for now. That's why but. he's paid the big, big bucks. Right, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's lots of good stuff tonight. Got- what, what are you going to order? What do you well, go, if you had to choose? So I was here last month. Me and Jay Foreman were here, mm-hmm. um, and I got a boil to go. It had shrimp. It had crab legs. It mm-hmm. had andouille sausage. It had corn on the cob. That sounds like a winner. It was delightful. That sounds like a winner. 
That, that sounds like something I can get with. And they also have Surf and Turf. Uh, it'll be available tonight and then tomorrow after the game. Not before the game, but after the game. Um, so, yeah, you can do that. Of course, uh, they've got hurricanes. They've got, if, you, if you need a cocktail, come on down. You get the hurricane. You can, you can buy you blast, voodoo. Oh, they got the voodoo here. Southern Comfort Dark Rum, shaken to a froth with apple and pineapple juices topped with cinnamon. There we go. Ah, we like. We like that. Now we get. There we go. Yeah? We're, are we no, echoing? <sighs> Keep working, Jake. I don't know what Nathan's <laughs> doing back there. It's what happens. <laughs> is, is Nathan handling it? You're killing it. Hey, get us off the echo. Yes, we're echoing, Nathan. Take us off the, the queue. Take the queue out. We hear ourselves echoing. It's going to yeah. be a migraine. The, the queue is off, so you guys should be good on that. I'm going to keep playing around with it. Well, keep doing we it. We were fine. And then something. Is the queue here? No, whatever you just. How about now? now we're good. Now we're good. Yes. There we go. Thank you. Thank Atta you. Boy. Now we're good. Remote broadcast. Sometimes things happen. We're Atta good. boy. So, uh, again, the Surf and Turf special, 32 yeah. bucks. Uh, it's tonight and then tomorrow after the game. Won't be available right. before during before the game or during the game, but after the game, surf and turf, thirty two bucks. Could you imagine surf and turf before the game at like eight thirty in the morning though? Oh, <laughs> but that's until Saturday. Well, that's, that's just hypothetically, it's not happening. They're not going to do that. That's you winning. That'd be though. sweet. That's yeah. you winning. Is what that is. What's for breakfast? Surf and turf. Surf and turf. <laughs> like why not? Oh, let's just jump all the way in. Um, I I can say that the best hush puppies in oh, Lincoln yeah. They're very are good. here at Bourbon Street. I can I can say that uh, they've got the side uh, the stack which is fries topped with shrimp, Bernay uh, sauce, cheddar cheese, Cajun spice, chives. The gumbo is going home with me. Um, I will probably have it tomorrow after the game after I thaw out. Right, that uh, might take a while though to thaw out. Uh, they've got fried catfish. They've got fried shrimp, cheeseburgers if if that's if that's your jam, chicken strips uh, if that's what you want. They've got Bourbon Street Alfredo. You can have it with chicken, shrimp, or salmon. You can do that as well. They've got cheesecake. And then if, if, I, if I wasn't on my diet, the root beer float. They have a root beer float. I can have that. You, you can, have and I will you. be envious of I'll, you. I'll trick you when you're not watching. Uh, uh, please, no. See, there's certain things. I don't want to here's the thing now. you here, DP. Here's, no, but here's what I do now is that I find myself, because I can't eat everything, I watch people eat the stuff that, that, that I want to eat. That sounds terrible. Well, no. Well, so, like, I'm, I'm not supposed to have French fries or so. Would it make you mad or if I had fries for lunch? Or milkshakes. Well, so they said, but you can, have, you can have French fries, but you can't have, you can only eat, like, five French fries. But I don't know anybody <laughs> who eats five French fries. I don't think it's possible. Like, have you seen me? Do I look like the kind of guy that would eat five French fries? Well, what kind of person does eat five French fries? Like, I think that's right. Like, that's that's you sodas. Know, I'm I'm yeah. Soda it was my first girlfriend, and I've had to give it up. And they're like, "Well, you can have soda. You just can't have it all the time." But I'm like, "But I like it all the time." Yeah, that's not how that works. That's not how I'm like Pookie from New Jack City. I, it calls me. I have to go to it. Like, that's a thing. Um, fried foods. So the, the, the shrimp, catfish, I can have some, but I can't have, like, I can't eat the whole catfish in one sitting. I'd have to spread it out over several days. So I'm trying to figure it out, Jake Sorensen. I'm trying to work all this out. Um, so I'm going to eat vicariously through you, 
and then you can tell me all the wonderful things that you've had uh, from, from I will. Street, I'll right? do that I, for I you. I don't. I don't. Uh, Jake, uh, Jay Foreman will join us at 5 o'clock and give us his picks for it. I, yeah, Pork Chop, I'm a member of that club, right? Like, I need five French fries, and then I need five more French fries, and then I need five more French fries. Like, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand how, right? I mean, Ryan says, does anyone that eats five French fries uh, by choice has got to be hiding dead bodies in the basement? I absolutely 100% agree. I agree. Uh, Sandman asked the question, hey, DP, are you going to be at Tanner's tomorrow after the game? Yes. I am going to be at Tanner's tomorrow for the post game. We'll do that uh, 90 minutes after final horn. Uh, Bach and Nick will be uh, will handle the call-in show immediately following the game, and then uh, Jake and I and other assorted uh, talent will be down at well, Tanner's we, we'll be there. for the post game. So that'd be probably be about uh, four o'clock to five thirty. If, if things go according to plan, you have the after party at the studio two thirty to four. Tanner's post game four to five thirty. And then, uh, yeah, then we'll have one more with uh, Iowa next Friday. And that's the season. That, that'll be it. I'll, I will not be there next Friday. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Orlando with the Huskers oh, yeah, basketball team for the ESPN t- Invitational. Uh, down there for four days to watch them, uh, you know, do their thing. Of course, they didn't have a good night last night. Uh, well, they didn't have a good half last night. No, well, they're up by seven and a half times. So at one point, okay, we were at the Scarlet Hotel, so we weren't able to watch on the TV, but we were able to track. And it was 22-12, to 12, Nebraska. Not a, you know, a great performance offensively, but, hey, you take a seven-point halftime lead. The problem was the second half happened, and Nebraska just did not show up. They were outscored by um, a lot of points in the second half. 50-23 to 23 in yep. the second half. Um, I, understood what, I, I understood what was, was happening. As a coach, what I used to, I mean, what I loved doing to teams was, was getting them out of their comfort zone and speeding them up. And that's what the trap does is, is it makes you – first of all, it makes people handle the ball in places that they don't want to handle it. Yep. Uh, getting big guys to have to come out and handle the ball in space, which they're not comfortable in doing. Uh, and then because of, 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 of the lateness of your offense, because you're, you're, you're scrambling to get in, into your half-court game, is that you end up taking bad shots. You end up taking shots that you don't normally take from people you do, who don't normally take them. Now, they're not going to beat anybody shooting at the level that they shot at in the second half. No, it's just that it, that's just a thing. You did get some 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 green check marks in Casey Tamanaga shooting the way he shot. Uh, also, his ability to handle the ball because he helped them in pe- press break. Uh, seeing Jawan Gary get you 11 rebounds, uh, Emmanuel Bandamel getting getting nine rebounds, but they're not going to beat anybody shooting. First of all, shooting 50% from the free throw line. No, uh, seven shoot, for 14. Yeah. Seven for 14 from three uh, from from free throw line. Five of 27, 27 yeah. or 29 from three. You can't. That's just not how it plays out. Now, not many teams are going to pressured them the way St. John's did. And they don't have the personnel to trap for that period of, period of time uh, in, in the Big Ten. Big Ten teams don't want to work that, that way. So Nebraska, this was good for them to see it. Yeah, But it is, it is a common thread. Just like with football, we, sometimes we could repeat the, the, the commentary that shooting from the field, being able to knock down threes, 
uh, not turning the ball over. When your point guard turns the ball over eight times in a game, you're not going to win. And you're not even outside of the Big Ten, you're not going to win. Greasel has to be better in that space, and they yeah. have to figure out their pressure. Well, I'd say stay right there. I, I think this sounds weird because it feels weird to ever say that eight turnovers by one person is good. And not saying that it is, but Sam Greasel comes from North Dakota State, and he had really a, a good first two games against Maine and UNO. This is kind of a wake up call. Say you're not you're not in the Summit League anymore. You're you're in Big boy Division One basketball, which I know Summit League is too, but they're not big boy basketball. <clears throat> so for him to go against a, you know, a high pressure, 40 minutes of hell defense like Mike Anderson runs it at St. John's, again, like you said, this won't happen all the time in any games going forward, but it, it challenge you, challenges you to make sure that you know what you're doing with the ball. Be better with ball handling, make better decisions. So I think Sam's a very smart player. I think he um, is going to learn from this performance last night and he's going to use it as motivation to get better as I, as I hope the whole team does but I, I don't really have a lot of concerns in general about his ability to lead it was just like you mentioned you don't see that very often it's hard to prepare for that in practice but um, hopefully next time they run into a pressing defense if it happens when it's late in the game they have a better plan to attack that well i mean when you have a six eight guard and then you have the perimeter players that that nebraska has um his ability normally to see over the top uh over press break generally gets you out of that those situations not having Derek walker that hurts who, who hurts you that hurts um but even in the Big Ten Conference, foul, you know, if you get under, in, in foul trouble, uh, your big has to be out there, and it's the next, next Husker up. We've been talking about that in football. It, tra- it, it transfers over to basketball as well, especially in Fred Hoiberg's systems. We've seen this before. We've seen shooting at the level that we saw last night, and that was part of people's frustration today was, okay, <laughs> you've, you've got shooters who don't make shots. Right. You can't win that way. And then when, that, when your three-point shots aren't going down, you've got to be able to get points in, in, in another fashion. You're supposed to have guys who can attack the basket. Uh, Tamanaga does that probably better than we give him credit for right. in his mid, mid-range game. Uh, Bandamel is, is supposed to be a bit of a slasher. He'll be able to do that in space. But they couldn't get the ball on the wing with any freedom. They were trapped in every corner, which is the na- whole nature <laughs> of the pressure St. John's was putting on. You have to be in control of your pace. You have to be in control of your decision-making. Uh, the Huskers, again, for as well as they played in the first half, and they had people leaning in at halftime with a 27-20 lead, but coming out of the break and turning the ball over, not making adjustments, not following the rules of press break, which is if you feel pressure, throw to pressure. Like it's the same thing in football. If somebody traps you, that second defender has to leave somebody open. You've got to be calm enough and aware enough to be able to hit that next that that next offensive player pretty quickly with the ball, so that you don't run into that situation. Well, so. I, you're right. I mean, and for Nebraska again, here's the deal, DP, is that you have to get over this fast because you've got a team coming into town Sunday, Arkansas Pine Bluff, whose record is not good, but you know what they've done? They've pushed teams. They led TCU the entire game and lost by one. Mm-hmm. They were in it with Oklahoma, lost by eight. Now, they, they lost, but they were in the game with Oklahoma, lost by eight, lost to Kent State. They played Cleveland State last night. I don't know if they won or lost that game. But this is a team whose record is not indicative of how good they are. I know that people say, well, it's not Arkansas, 
The Razorbacks. It's Pine Bluff. No, 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 no. no. no there's talent. No, there, they there's played. Talent. They played Oklahoma to a brawl. Uh, the only team that played them dominantly was Mississippi State. Uh, I believe there was another Power Five that they played. Well, they beat. Uh, they lost to TCU by one. Lost to TCU by one. Uh, so look, there's talent on this Arkansas Pine Bluff team. Yep. Um, but I think that in truth, if you're Fred Hoiberg, this is who who you want to play next. You want a team that's competitive. You want a team that's going to challenge you. Uh, the reason why you booked this tough schedule, we always booked, uh, even on a high school level, we were a public 6A public school in Virginia. We would schedule DeMatha. We would schedule Flint Hill. Yep. We would schedule those teams before we got in conference because we had already seen the beast by the time we, we get into the conference district play. We had seen the monsters. And we weren't going to be afraid of anything because we had seen the best teams that we were already going to face. I, I, I think, again, and I like to use the word opportunity, uh, another opportunity for, for, for Nebraska, uh, Fred Hoiberg and this group, uh, to see how they bounce back and to see how they recover um, will speak a lot to the expectation of this team. What, what we can expect. We're disappointed in the performance last night. I don't think we're riding off the season yet. Arkansas Pine Bluff, and then you're going to get go down to Orlando and really find out something about yourself because there are some talented teams at that ESPN invitation. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does not get easier. I mean, again, like I said, last night was a wake-up call. You had a, you had a nice first half. You got blasted the second half, but – don't let that define how the season's going to go. You know, these we, we've seen a, a lot of crazy losses so far in college basketball. I mean, you've seen a lot of these. You saw Michigan games. get curb stomped. Right. I mean, it's, there's, there's been some. Gonzaga weird, got run out of the Texas building. Killed by Texas killed Gonzaga. I mean, weird stuff happens early, so it's not un, it's not um, uncommon to have a, a second half implosion this early in the season. But again, this is a team that struggled to win over the last couple of years, don't get the woe is me narrative. You don't have a different time. team. Yeah. You don't have different year. It's Arkansas Pine Bluff uh, uh, on Sunday. Yes. Uh, and then Oklahoma on, on Thanksgiving Day, 4 o'clock. Uh, tip for that one. And then the winner and or loser of Memphis versus Seton Hall, which I watched Seton Hall last night. Uh, they've got some talent on that team. And then another Power Five uh on, 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 November, on Sunday, November 27th. So you'll find that out. And then, look, it doesn't get any easier. You're going to bring in Boston College uh, for, for, an for the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That is uh, November 3rd on a Wednesday night. And then Creighton. And you're going <laughs> to – you know what that one's going to be. That's going to be on the road in front of a, a crazy house, and they're going to want to make a statement. Oh, by the way, after that you get Indiana oh, as fun. you open the Big Ten Conference. No so, time for lamenting. So, it's time to get hey, back on your feet. Hey, no time for pouting. It's big boy basketball. Um, and, look, this is, in, this is an important run not only for this team and this program, but for Fred Hoiberg and his, his, his legacy. What's it going to be? We're going to know over the next ten games uh, how this thing's going to play out, uh, whether this team has opportunity or not. Uh, and then, you know, Again, eyes towards let's see if we can get Derek Walker uh, back in space. Um, Jake Sorensen, it is, it is senior day mm. tomorrow. And of the seniors in play, and, and there's, there's the full list of Kalarvik, uh, Hickson, Bando, Brewington, Vokalek, uh, et cetera. From this group, how important would it be? Can you? Yes. From your mind, yep. if this senior group figures out a way to beat Wisconsin, 
How does how would that make you feel? Well, let's think about this, TP. I mean, th- Mickey Joseph this entire week has been putting up in the locker room and anywhere it's visible. 2012. You ask, what does that mean? That's the last time Nebraska football has beaten Wisconsin. There's been close calls. There's been blowouts, but it's been eight straight losses. Mm-hmm. So for this team who has under has been a part of a lot of losing at Nebraska with with Scott Frost and, and the, you know this year how it's gone. If they could in this season, where you had a coaching change or, and you have a coaching search going on right now to to end that streak and beat Wisconsin, and we understand that Wisconsin fired their coach too. I mean, both five teams, and five. Both it's, teams it's, have it's, had midseason changes. This is not changes. your dad's Wisconsin. It's team. not, but but it would mean a ton to be the group in a rough time to end that streak. Anytime you end an embarrassing streak that you were part of. It feels good, even if, even when the season's goals and expectations were not where you wanted them to be. Yeah, would it save the season? No, but would it help the season out? Absolutely, it'd be a great thing. Does it? I mean, for you, does a win over Wisconsin change the conversation about the, about the future of the program? Yeah, I mean, if if Trev does indeed not have a higher made, if, he, if he's still going through the process trying to figure out who the best option is, no I mean, offers out. Like, how, how could you not still support Mickey then? I mean, think about if you are. Looking at this from you know the the wide perspective, and if Casey Thompson's back tomorrow and leads Nebraska to a win, then think about the the close calls that you would have had with Mickey. And I know this program's sick of close calls, but it's again you made a change. It's hard to just mm-hmm. win midseason. Purdue game was a close call, but Nebraska was leading Illinois when Casey went out. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. They were leading nine to six. They were two plays off from a, a potential big play that was dropped at midfield by Ramir Johnson. Mm-hmm. Two plays later, Casey gets picked off, is hurt. They lose the game. They've got no, no momentum. Minnesota, good opening drive, nothing after that. And then, you know, same thing against Michigan, just nothing going. So I'm not saying they, they push Michigan with Casey. I'm not, don't hear me say that, but they could have beat Illinois. Well, you were competitive, they you were competitive in that game, but you – just didn't have enough offensive push right. to, to, to change the way Michigan either called defenses or called offensive plays. Like, that's the whole thing about having Casey in, out there. He will change the defensive play calls of, of, of Wisconsin, right? They're going to have to defend it differently. It's a different playbook. It's an entirely different playbook that they're going to have to be prepared for uh, and, and to make adjustments to with Casey on the field versus anybody else. That's Think right. about it this way, that, that of the last 12 quarters, Casey's played two. And of those 12 quarters, Casey is still the leading passer and almost, almost has more combined yardage than the other two quarterbacks combined over that 10 quarters. That's crazy talk. That's craziness. So what he will allow them to do, and we'll, talk, we'll, go to break, we'll, talk, we'll go to break, but we'll talk about it after the break. What Casey Thompson allows uh, Mark Whipple and, and, and this offense to do and changes the way Wisconsin has to defend. We'll talk about that next here on Old School Live from Bourbon Street by Single Barrel. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.